You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Thank you, Brother Steve. This is Brother Shuttlesworth, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you're going to be blessed as you listen today. Go with me now into 1 Corinthians chapter 13. In this study of tongues and even the interpretation of tongues, I have uh, brought forth this thought in our study of the Word of God. There are four kinds of tongues. We know that in 1 Corinthians 13, the Bible says, Apostle Paul wrote, Though I speak with the tongues of men, Stopping right there. There are the tongues of men. And in our session yesterday, I dealt with the uh, languages being dispersed and divided at Babel. But from Adam to Babel, there was one language spoke on the earth according to the word of God. And because of that and man's fall, the Bible says they begin to come up to build uh, a construction, if you will, up to heaven. One translation said to come against heaven. And it was in that uh, ziggurat was the name of that structure. And it had to do with astrology and replacing God and God's word that they had from Adam till then with this uh, uh, notion that they were more uh, able to operate and to uh, do things in the supernatural if they attributed deity to the stars, which is what they did. And archaeological remains have been found of those ziggurats and also the uh, astrological signs were on them. And so we know historically that's so. Tongues of men and the dispersal, if you will, was then at Babylon. And then, of course, uh, the Bible says in the days of Peleg, God divided the earth, what some call the shift of the Teutonic plates, where uh, uh, the one uh, land that was made was then separated into the different continents. And that, too, is a matter of some study. But that's not what I'm studying today. I want to deal today with the second part of 1 Corinthians 13. 13, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Angels have a tongue. And the Bible says, and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And of course, the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians has to do with the love walk of a believer. And no matter what you say, what you do is uh, more important according to this. If it's not done in love, then you've become as a tinkling symbol. In other words, you're just a bunch of noise and your speaking has no merit and has no strength to it. And we need to understand that, that uh, we need to have a faith talk for our faith walk. Can you say amen? We walk by faith and not by sight. But in this lesson, let's look at what Paul talked about, the tongues of angels. Now, for a little bit more background in this, turn with me to the book of Hebrews. And in particular, I want to look with you at Hebrews chapter uh, uh, 2. And uh, I'm going to begin reading uh, with uh, the first verse. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. 
Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things, now notice this, which we have heard. And I'm going to let that sink in for just a moment because we need to guard our hearts and minds from taking in things that we shouldn't be listening to or hearing. And here's why, and it's right here in this scripture. Lest at any time we should let them slip. Now, in particular, he's talking about the word of God here. One translation says, lest we let them slip away. Things God gives you, you need to hold fast to them and not hear it, as the Bible says, not to be hearers only, but to be doers of the word. So we need to pay attention to what we hear and not let it slip away in the things that pertain to the word of God. One time I was preaching. I don't remember the exact place where I was, but a dear lady came up to me and she said, you said this the last time you were here. And she said, I remember you saying it. I wrote it down. But she said, this time I got it. She said, I let it slip. That was her term from the last time you was here. Many times the devil will try to distract you from hearing the word of God. And when it comes to angels, in your Bible, angels were primarily used as messengers to bring a word from God to mankind. Are you still listening to me? And so the Bible says, verse 2, for if the word spoken by angels was certain or steadfast. So here, the writer of Hebrews seems to indicate angels can speak. And the word they speak, in that they're bringing a message from God, it will be certain, it will be steadfast. Are you listening to me? Now, primarily in this dispensation, we are led by the Spirit and not angels. But it does not mean that angels don't still have a function and have the ability to speak. Are you hearing me? Now, this happened to me, my wife and I, so we can tell this. I was holding a meeting down in Massachusetts, down around Seekonk, and there was a young couple. They were from Portugal, a man and a wife, and they'd just come to the United States. You remember this, dear. And one of the ladies in that meeting saw the miracles God was performing. One night, a woman... Uh, with a broken uh, leg. Have you ever seen those bubble casts? Like it's like plastic. And they use that to push the bones back in. And she was a little Catholic lady. Her, her name was Mary Alessandro. I never forgot her name. I used to write it in my sermon notes, but I got it down now. Amen. And little Mary, she came, and the power of God hit her. 
Now, she is raised in Catholicism. They're not known to be given to dancing in the spirit. But there are Catholics that get blessed. Can you say amen? And she started dancing, and somehow that bubble cast came off, and the bruising you could see, but when she was done dancing, you couldn't even see the bruising on her leg, and her bone was healed. Can you say amen? amen. And Mary got so excited, she invited her new neighbors from Portugal, you need to come. She said, and this is what she told us later, I got it on cassette tape I recorded for radio in those days. She said, you ought to see this priest. She said, God uses him and he's got the prettiest wife. Two things that the Portugal <laughs> folks never heard of, a priest with a beautiful wife. Well, here she comes and brings him in. And all of a sudden, my wife remembers this, the woman from Portugal, she starts pointing and talking out loud. Now, I've always been raised, if someone else is talking, you shut up and let them talk. So I quit preaching, and I called her up. And I said, what is it? And she said, you were in my bedroom. The whole crowd got quiet. <laughs> my wife got quiet. I got quiet. I thought, what have I gotten myself into? Then her husband came up, and he said, you him, you him. Well, we finally got the story from him. Just before they left for the United States, they were seeking God. If you're real, show yourself to us. That night after they prayed, they woke up, and they said there was a man standing at the end of their bed. And they said, that man looked like me. I got an angel that's my double. <laughs> and the angel, this man, whoever it was, said to both of them, they both saw him, said, when you go to the United States, you will learn about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then disappeared right out in front of them. I said, what did you do? They said, we both fell on the floor and we began to pray. Let me tell you, if I had someone standing at the foot of my bed, Brother Matthew, I'd get on the floor myself because the bat is under the bed. Amen. <laughs> Months go by. They come to the United States, to Massachusetts, and now they're invited to this meeting to see the priest with a beautiful wife. They come in the meeting, but when they see me, she can't shut up. It's him. It's him. And I brought him down, and I told you the rest of the story. The Lord allowed me to see that they were searchers, hungry for God. So I laid hands on them, and I prayed for both of them and led them to Christ right there that night at the altar. Then I laid hands on them like I did last night and asked God to fill them with the Holy Spirit. And they went back and sat down. We ministered and had great service. The next night, they come running in. Now they don't want to interrupt the service. They want to take over the service. And so I saw them coming. I said, come up here. And they begin to tell the story. 
And my wife and I often refer to it. When they went home that night to where they lived, there in Massachusetts, they said to each other, that's what that man said. We would learn about God and the Holy Spirit. And he prayed tonight that we would be filled with the Spirit. Well, they got on their knees and began to pray when all of a sudden the curtains on one side of the room began to blow out into the air, but the window was shut. Suddenly the presence of God filled their bedroom and her husband stood up and began to speak in tongues as he received the baptism in his bedroom that night. And she said, he speaky in tongues and follow. I said, follow? He had fallen to the ground in the bedroom and began to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then she said, then I speak and I follow. And God baptized both of them in the Holy Ghost right there in Massachusetts in their bedroom after coming to the revival meeting. Can you say amen? That's why I tell people, praise God the whole way home. God's not done just because you're here today. Who knows what he's going to do on your way home or in your home or while you're on the job. Our God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Can you say amen? And yet, they saw a man in Portugal that looked like me that told them that they would be saved, that they would know more of God, and that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Angels in the Bible are messengers. Can you say amen? Well, if they're going to speak for God, then that must mean that they have a tongue or a language they speak in. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ, our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world and no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this faith alive network whatever nation you're in you are a part of god's end time plan jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in and by your support as a partner you can help us do this if you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.